Today's advanced training. All right. Today we're going to talk about double booking your schedule. Now, let me be clear. This is more of an advanced topic. If you are brand new, I am not interested in you double booking your schedule. I'm interested in you booking <laughs> your schedule. <laughs> like, let's get some appointments. I'm not worried about you doubling up on those appointments yet. Uh, but as you are progressing from from novice to beginner to you know uh, uh, experience to veteran to top producer as you're making those transitions there are more advanced for lack of a better word there's more advanced tactics that you have to start employing and um, I didn't initially my first month out I wasn't double booking my schedule my second month out I was double booking my schedule uh, I started this many of you know my story I started double booking my schedule when I still lived in North Carolina before we moved the the move before we made the move to Dallas I was running production in North Carolina and I lived in the center of the state and it was three hours to the coast and three hours to the mountains uh, where I was running my appointments there were no prospects no leads that I could run right in my area I had to drive and I thought if I'm going three hours one way to run appointments in a night I'm going to make sure I got a full schedule. So I started double booking my schedule. And oftentimes it was, you know, three o'clock in the morning. I was meeting my last client at midnight, getting home at three uh, and because I didn't have money for a hotel. And it was working. I was making sales. And then when I moved to Dallas, double booking my schedule became even more imperative. I found um, just to make sure that I was working. So there is a a huge question right now uh, in, in, in our world of, you know, I want to book 20, 30, 40 appointments a week. How do I get all those appointments booked? Um, and I, I would suggest to you that you've got to start thinking more in terms of double booking your appointments. So let me go through it uh, and share with you what I did. Again, I didn't, get this, I didn't get this teaching from a book. This is what I did. And some people say, that doesn't work. I don't think you understand. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> like... I did this. I'm not teaching something that's a theory. I'm teaching something that I did week in, week out that provided me with enough sales that I could build my business and work towards that goal. So, uh, and I did it very efficiently. Here's some keys to double booking your schedule. Number one, work leads in only one area at a time. Work leads in only one area at a time. When I was working DFW, I split the eastern half in quadrants, only working one quadrant per night. So when I got my leads, listen, this is where I talk about stop for a second and think. You know, an, an ounce of preparation uh, will, will save you hours in execution. Uh, and so what I did with my leads is I organized them based on where they were. Um, it, it, I'll, I'll, it worked in the rural areas, but I'm going to stick with most of my production was done in the DFW area. Uh, Dallas-Fort Worth is basically four counties and then there's a lot of counties around it that you know can, get, get, keeps expanding there's dallas county there's tarrant county there's uh, denton county and there's collin county i mostly worked dallas and collin counties those are the two counties on the eastern side of the dfw metroplex a lot of times i would go into denton uh, but that was those were uh, odd times. I did not work Tarrant County. I didn't work Tarrant County because 20 years ago when I was doing this, uh, it just wasn't an easy drive from Dallas to Tarrant County. It wasn't an easy drive from Dallas to Fort Worth. There's a lot of construction. I guess there still is. It just it just did it, it from a time perspective. It didn't make any sense. 
So I, I found, though, that when I was working a major metropolitan area, I often felt like I was seeing myself drive in the other direction. <laughs> like I'm heading northwest and, and, and the other me is driving, you know, southeast. And I'd say, hey, there's me 10 minutes ago. Like it was, it got to be so annoying and I felt like there's so much traffic and I just, you know, I'm I just getting stuck everywhere and trying to drive east on 635 and rush hours like the dumbest thing you can do. And it just, it got so annoying. And I was like, I got to change. I got to think of something different. So I took out the map and, and it, 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 it's not, it wasn't an exact thing. But if you look at the map of Dallas, a north and south uh, feature on the map is the Dallas Tollway. You know, we live just off the tollway. It's just about a mile east of our office. And uh, that's, a, that's a big north and south marker on our map. Uh, there's also uh, Highway 75. U.S. Highway 75 is another north and south marker. There's 35, which I 30 I-35 was sort of my western border. I didn't go much to the to the west of that. I kind of stayed east of. So it was my my quadrants. If I'm drawing my quadrants, my quadrants were north south was either Dallas Tollway or 75. Then I had my uh, the other side of that, the the east west lineage that uh, that delineated my my quadrant I looked at the map just looking at the map not knowing where I am because I just moved here I was looking at the map and I'm going well look at that there's 635 that kind of goes east and west there's and eventually goes south again it's weird but then there's um, there's also I-30 uh, there's I-20 uh, there's George Bush which when I was getting started back in those days George Bush wasn't really completed it went just past 75 and then stopped uh, you had to get on a service road but looking at the map the map made it obvious as to where the quadrants were. And when I got my leads, I quickly did a lookup of the zip code and I put those leads in the different quadrants. Okay. So what I would do on a weekly basis is I would get my leads and I would start my new leads. I would start calling my new leads because they're new leads. Jump on the new leads, man. And I would, I would just start calling them and I started noticing where I was booking. What quadrant was I booking in? And then I would switch over to that in my binder of leads and start working that quadrant. I would switch over my binder of referrals and start working those referrals. I would start looking at current clients in that quadrant because I knew it would take time for me to get from my house to there. But then once I was there, everything was really close to each other and I could run up a lot of appointments at one time. So work leads in only one area at a time. If you're doing a, a quadrant system, it's ABCD or one, two, three, four. Don't work in one quadrant and then transition to another quadrant in the same night. I literally could tell people, I'm not going to be in your area tonight. And they would say back, well, you have a 972 area code. Aren't you local? Yes, but I'm not going to be in your area tonight. <laughs> not going to be in your area tomorrow night. Next, be a professional. So work leads in only one area at a time. And then second, be a professional. Professionals only run appointments when their calendar allows. Ergo, for example, a doctor, lawyer, or cable company. They only work when they're... See, a lot of agents make the mistake. And listen, again, this is a kind of an advanced teaching. If you're a brand new agent, bro, I just want you to book an appointment. Just book some appointments. I don't care about you being efficient with your time. You need to have time, and then you can be efficient with it. It's like people ask me to, about, about how to budget their money. I go, well, first you need money, then we can budget it. You can't budget it before you got it. You got you to have it, and then we can budget it, right? So it's the same here. Like, don't, don't, don't book the appointments. If you're not booking appointments, let's book some appointments. Then once you have that going, we could be more, more efficient with that. But listen, 
when, when you're calling the doctor's office and they say, well, uh, we have one appointment on Thursday at 8.30 or our next appointment is in four weeks. Well, I don't want an 8.30 appointment. But your next appointment is in four weeks. You take the 8.30, man, because you don't want to wait four weeks for that doctor's appointment. Same thing here. We're professionals. We work by appointment. And we have to maintain and manage our schedules so that we can help our clients. Number three, be willing to walk away. So if the appointments aren't lining up, be willing to rebook. Don't get suckered into working outside of your area. You are only going to waste your time driving. Be willing to walk away. So my routine, again, advanced teaching, brand new agent, not sure. I'm going to stop saying that. I think you got it. I made my dials on Sunday nights. I, uh, at 4 o'clock, and I've confessed it before, I always hated being on the phone, so it was a mental game to get myself geared up to be on the phone. Uh, 20 years into this, I still don't like being on the phone. When I was dating my wife, I didn't like to talk to her on the phone, and I love her, right? I just, I just don't like being on the phone. Well, on Sunday night at 4 o'clock, I started walking up the stairs of our townhome, which is just across the street. We don't live there anymore, but where we live is just across the street from our office now. And I'd walk up the stairs to the second bedroom. The whole time, walking up the stairs going, I don't want to do this. 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 But I, w I had the routine. I had the habit. So then I sat down at my desk the whole time saying, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. For an hour, I got ready. I got ready for an hour. Well, that's too much time, Fitch. You're wasting time. Okay. It, it took me an hour to get ready. What can I say? It didn't, take me, it didn't take me 30 minutes or I'd have done 30 minutes. It didn't take me two hours or I'd have taken two hours. It took me an hour. So I got my leads ready. I had my water ready. I had everything ready. Like everything I needed was right in front of me, ready. And then I started saying, I, I'm, I can do this. <laughs> I can do I started changing my tune. I can do this. I can do this. And then I just, the whole time I'm grabbing the phone, I'm dialing. And then at five o'clock, the phone's ringing. Like I'm dialing. It's, it's ringing in my ear at five o'clock on the dot. Boom, go. And I dialed from five until nine. That's usually how long it took me to book up Monday night and Tuesday night, four appointments each night. That's usually how long it took me. Sometimes I got done early. Sometimes it took me a little bit longer. My rule was if I didn't have my appointments, I was going to keep dialing until I got somebody to cuss me out because I was calling too late. And then I just made the habit of calling one more lead. <laughs> like just do one more. It's like when you're in the gym, just do one more rep. You know, over time, it really adds up. And so uh, I did that and it, and it worked. All right. So uh, be willing to walk away. Here's the thing. If I had three appointments booked on Monday night, I didn't go run them. Now, I know we live in an environment where it's like, Fitz, I need to run 40 appointments a week. No, book 40 appointments a week. I, you know, running 40 is going to be a, a challenge. There's going to be ones that no-show. But here's what I know of the numbers. Like, if, if, if you're booking four appointments, one of them is going to no-show or be a one-legged appointment where there's only one decision maker there. So now you're down to three. In my mind, I thought if I only booked three appointments, that no-show slash one-legger is still in there. It's still going to be one of those three, which takes my appointments to two. Now, this is where I had to weigh it out. I really wanted to build a business. I didn't want to be a top salesperson. So I had to weigh it out and say, is my time better spent hiring a new agent, training a new agent, or is it better spent running for two appointments tonight? Which is going to give me the biggest return? Big picture. Not the picture of I got to pay rent on Monday. It's big picture. What game am I playing here? So that's why I was willing to walk away. Now, 
I tried to get my appointment, my, my production done Monday night and Tuesday night, and I was submitting 15000 let's say, on average a month, which I had great placement, great persistency, business got issued, stayed on the books, didn't have a lot of chargebacks. It was 15000 is what I needed. You may need more. Well, you got to plan more. But I knew that if I walked away from running appointments on Monday night, that meant I was going to have to work Saturday. That meant I was going to have to work Saturday. So if I move those appointments, I just call them up, say something came up. I need to schedule you for Saturday. I started booking them for Saturday. Usually Friday, I was booking up my Saturday, and, I, and Saturday was always my catch-up day. If I had eight appointments on Monday night, Tuesday night, I knew I could double my week on Saturday by having eight more appointments then. If I really needed to, I could. If I, had, if I walked away one night, I could, I could follow up on Saturday and take care of it on that day. Now, what did that mean? That, mean, that would mean that I didn't get to have some, you know, some exercise or something on Saturday or I didn't get to, get to go to the movies on Saturday or I didn't get to go do something I wanted to do. Instead, I had to work because I didn't get the work done when I was supposed to get it done. Now I had to make it up some other time. And that meant I got to, had to get rid of something that was fun. Does that make sense? So be willing to walk away. Don't get suckered into working outside your area. Now you're wasting your time to serve them. And I, I want to serve the clients, but I have to serve the clients not the client. <laughs> like there's a lot of clients I've got to serve, not just one. So I can't let one dominate my life. I have to serve them all. Number four, prepare the client on the phone that you may be 30 minutes early or late, depending on traffic. Are you okay with that? So <laughs> I started this in North Carolina. It was funny. Uh, and I did it in Dallas, uh, of course. But, you know, on the phone at the end of the appointment, I go, now, Mrs. Jones, you know how traffic is in fill in the blank. You know how traffic is in Wilmington, North Carolina, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I could be 30 minutes early, 30 minutes late. Are you okay with that? Oh, yeah, no problem. Move to Dallas. Hey, Mrs. Jones, you know how Dallas traffic is. I could be 30 minutes early or 30 minutes late. Are you going to be okay with that? Yeah. I mean, it was so rare that somebody said, no, you got to be exactly on time. It was incredibly rare. I had it, but it's really odd that that kind of thing would happen. Now, I know a lot of us right now are, listen, are, 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 uh, making sales over the phone. You're not running appointments. You're, you're doing it over the phone. Think about double booking there too. Like it's still gonna, gonna be more efficient with your time. This, this, this still plays out there. But preparing the client, that way when you show up early, no big deal. You show up late, no big deal. If you didn't prepare your client and now you show up late, big deal. You've immediately lost trust. I cannot emphasize that enough. When you show up late to an appointment, your client is not gonna trust you because you lied. You said you're gonna be there and you weren't. It's just a bad way to start a relationship. And number five, practice your appointment from beginning to end to get good at getting in and out in 45 minutes. Heard my friend Adam just saying today, I opened up my client's file and I looked at their situation and thought about them and started preparing for the appointment with what I was going to say. One of the best salesmen I know is, a, is my friend named Ian. And, uh, and at the time when I first met him, Ian was selling feed, cattle feed in East Texas. And I hopped in his F-250 V8 diesel, power, power stroke diesel one day, and I rode his route with him, hitting feed stores and, and hitting uh, uh, ranches and all kinds of stuff like that. And, and he's a funny dude. But the whole time I'm listening to him, uh, we're, we're riding around. We're not just having conversation. He's preparing what he's going to say to that next person he's sitting with. If you are not preparing and practicing your in-home presentation on the regular. Now, listen, I know I'm talking to people right now. They're hearing my voice. They've been with us 10 or 15 years. Tom Brady is a Hall of Fame, future Hall of Fame quarterback. I promise you he, he still practices. <laughs> 
He didn't say, you know what, I've made that pass a thousand times. I don't need to practice it anymore. He didn't say that. You know why? He's a professional. He continues to practice. I challenge you, the top producers, are you practicing? Are you practicing what you're saying? Or are you showing up and winging it? I speak. It's what I do. I teach. It's, I, I, it's, 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 it's something that I, I feel naturally gifted for, but I work hard at getting good at this. I prepare what I'm going to say, and I practice saying things so that my ears can hear that out loud, and I can judge it immediately of, was that dumb to say, or is that going to be offensive to say? Like, I practice this. Very rarely is it that I say something that wasn't rehearsed ahead of time. That's how professionals are. So if you've been with us for a time and you're running appointments, quit showing up and hoping it works out. Practice. And if your in-home presentation is taking longer than 45 minutes, you can do better. How, Fitz, I've been, I've been at this 10 years. It takes me an hour and 15. No, it takes you 45. You're just wasting 30 minutes. You can get better. It takes practice. Maybe it takes thought. Or maybe I'm saying this and I'm wasting too much time here. Or maybe... Work on it. My in-home presentation, it wasn't day one. I mean, day one, it took me two hours like everybody else. I got it down to 45 minutes because I figured out how to save time in that appointment. And that was essential, essential to double booking. So here's how it looks practically. I just told you the keys to it, taught you how to do it. But here's what it looks like practically. So I would set up two appointments at 7 and two at 8.30, Monday night and Tuesday night. Now, well, Fitz, I run appointments on Saturday. Well, think about how this translates to Saturday. I can't go through every day of how you run appointments. 7 and 8.30, 7 and 8.30 two different appointments on 7 and 2 at 8.30. So when I called Mrs. Jones, I said, Mrs. Jones, now are you okay with me showing up 30 minutes earlier, 30 minutes late? You know how traffic is in Dallas. She's like, oh, yeah, no problem. So then I would show up to my first appointment at 6.30. She already said it was okay. She said it was okay that I show up for my 7 o'clock at 6.30. So I did. Well, Fitz, you don't know how traffic is. You just told her you don't know how traffic is in Dallas. Yes, I do. <laughs> what's funny is people who are always late to the same event. That's what's funny to me. Because I go, you're always late to the same event. Haven't you learned in five years how long it takes you on that day to get to that place? At, at, like, how are you late for five years? We had a, a, a person that worked here once upon a time. She was always 30 minutes late. And then one day she was 45 minutes late. And, and Mel was like, uh, so-and-so, you, you know, you're 45 minutes late. She goes, actually, I'm normally 30 minutes late. So today it's only 15. <laughs> We're like, what? <laughs> Did I say she used to work here? Okay, so <laughs> I, if I had to leave two hours early, listen, when I was driving three hours to go to the coast of North Carolina to run production, I would leave five hours early to make sure I got there on time. Whatever you got to do, get there on time. You'd got to be there at 630. So then your 6.30 appointment, you show up. What if they're not there? Go to your, your next 7 o'clock. That's the beauty. You always have somewhere else to go. You go to your next 7 o'clock. You run the appointment. You come back. Now it's 7.30, and you're like, hey, Mrs. Jones, I popped by at 6.30. You guys weren't here. So I went ahead and ran and uh, met with another client. Now I'm back. Is it okay? Like, no big deal. That's why you set it up that way ahead of time. So you do your 6.30, 6.30 to 7.15. That's your appointment. Now, you got 15-minute drive to your next appointment. You don't understand, Fitz. i got a longer drive in between my appointments. You don't understand how to book in quadrants because when you're booking in quadrants, you don't have longer than 15-minute drive. But you don't understand where I live. No, I do understand where you live. It, you're not special. It's not unique to you. Every big city has lots of traffic. Every rural area has two idiots that 
stop in the middle of the road talking to each other through their pickup windows. Like <laughs> all those areas are the same. You show up to your next seven o'clock at 730. Hey, Mrs. Jones, sorry, I'm 30 minutes late. I'm so glad you said it was OK. I'm here. Let's go. ahead. And now you're into your presentation. You're, you're in. You're walking in. You're doing your thing. So your 7.30 appointment lasts 45 minutes. You get to, that's 8.15, right? So now you're showing up to your first 8.30 at 8.30. Yay! You run that appointment, takes you 45 minutes. Now it's 9.15. You show up to your second 8.30 at 9.30. Oops. Okay, listen. You're an hour late, and they said it's okay for 30 minutes. Um, I'll just tell you, most likely, one of these didn't show. Most likely, you're going to show up just in time. So don't get all twisted up about, ah, it's not going to work out. I'm going to run out of time. Ah. No, it's really rare that all four hold, okay? But for me, it was two apps, two apps, two apps. <laughs> so I'd already written six apps by the time I got to my fourth appointment. I wasn't that upset about it uh, if it didn't show. If they never bought, it was eh, sort of that you're not going to win them all. That was my, my mentality about it. But here's the mistake a lot of people make. When you're an hour late to your appointment or you're leaving your appointment at 915, you know you got a 15-minute drive, they will call then. See, I think a lot of agents don't want to go to that last appointment. They'd rather go home. And so what they'll do is they'll give the client a chance to cancel. They will call the client and say, hey, Mr. Client, I'm just 15 minutes away. I'll be there in 15 minutes. No big deal. I'm on my way. Hoping that the client says, sorry, it's too late, pal. And that's what they'll say most of the time. Don't call them on your way. You're already going to be an hour late. They're going to really trust you about being 15 minutes away. They're not going to trust you. So you go. You show up. You're sitting, depending on how it all, it all sets up. Maybe you're sitting in your driveway. Maybe you're sitting in the front of the house in your car. But you pull up, and you're sitting there, and, you, and then you call them. Beep, 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 boop, beep. Hey, Mrs. Jones, I'm sorry I'm so late. I'm actually here. If you look out your window, yeah, that's my car. Yeah, I'm waving at you. You see me? Yeah, so that's me. I'm here. I can go ahead and walk in now and get this taken care of. I know you guys want to go to bed. You got plans for the night. I can go ahead and get this covered now, or I can make you my first appointment uh, tomorrow. Which did you prefer? Nine times out of ten, they said, well, you're here. Come on in. Well, I'm already in my pajamas, but since you're here, come on in. I go, well. If you want me to change in my pajamas, I will. But I can come on in. You come on in, you sit down and take, the, take care of the appointment. Does that make sense? Like, it, it works. Now, it takes some practice. There's a lot of little pieces in there that I just tossed out for you. you got to think through. you gotta, you got to prepare for. Uh, but you're going to end up double booking appointments and making your time more efficient. So think about if you wanted eight appointments a week. There it is. I just showed you how to get eight appointments a week. Monday night, Tuesday night, it's eight appointments. What if you want to run, and that, that was just in two nights. That's not even taking full days. What if you threw in another eight appointments on Saturday? Now you're at 16 appointments a week. You're getting really close to that 20 appointment mark. What, what if in the meantime you also had some hospital indemnity phone calls that you made and some, some, some cancer policies and some critical illness that you made in between? It's not going to take you that much to get to 20, 25, 30 appointments a week doing this system. Now, I promise you this, I did not want to be the top salesperson. I wanted to be the top builder. I wanted to build a business. I'm not against selling insurance. It's how we pay the bills. But I wanted to build a business of selling insurance, not, not me selling insurance forever. And the way I had to do that was I had to figure out when in my week I was going to have time to build. And I know that whatever you spend the most of your time doing is who and what you're going to be. So if you spend 160 of the 168 hours every week in sales, 
you're going to have that sales job forever. I figured out how to get my sales production done as fast as I could so I could spend as much time as possible hiring, training, getting people out there making money. Four years I sold while hiring and training. And then I stepped away from the sales because the hiring and training was making more. And that's been over 17 years now. I'm not telling you something that's theory. I'm telling you something I did. If you hear somebody say, well, I heard Fitz did, you know the truth. This is what I did, and I'm teaching it to you. All right? I hope that helps. If I can help in any way, uh, please let me know, and uh, I'll be sure to help. Talk to you guys soon. Can I help you? Sure would like to. If you're an agent with us, please go to timewithfits.com. That's timewithfitz.com to schedule a time when I can help you directly. Just pick a topic, pick a time, and we'll meet. If you're not an agent with The Fitz Group, I encourage you to go to thefitzgroup.org slash contact. Again, that's thefitzgroup.org slash contact and send us a message. See you next week.